0: I am Jack Hampton, and this is the Hampton Hoops Podcast. Legend. Absolutely. It's a throwaway year for LeBron James. Yes, sir. Thanks for having me. Let's get it. Happy Monday, everyone. On today's pod, I give you my player of the weekend, team of the weekend, and storylines from around the NBA. We have a lot to get into, so let's jump into it. Let's start with my player of the week, Dub. My player of the weekend is Trey Young, Ice Trey. Yes, he had 21, nine, and six on Friday, but I'm more focused on Sunday's game where he had 36 points and 12 assists to give the ATL their seventh win in a row. Trey got announced as an all-star starter last week and is averaging almost 28 points per game to go along with over nine assists a game. He has led the way in this resurrection of the Hawks who are at 1.17 and 25. They are now one win away from their eighth straight win and being back at 500. Trey and the Atlanta Hawks had a slow start last year as well where they made a late season run at the playoffs and in those playoffs they made it all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Can they do it this year? We will see now it's time for my team of the weekend. The Memphis Grizzlies had a back-to-back on Friday and Saturday against the Jazz and the Wizards. Friday's game against the Jazz was huge because the Jazz were only two and a half games back of the Grizzlies at that crucial number three seed in the Western Conference. But Ja was having none of that on Friday where he recorded a 30-point triple-double one day after being named to his first All-Star team. This was his fifth 30-piece in a row and a win that gave them even more breathing room at that three seed in the West. The very next night, the Grizzlies proceeded to beat the Wizards by 20, where Ja had 36. The Grizzlies may have had the sequence of the year where Desmond Bain blocked Spencer Dinwiddie's dunk at the rim, then Jaron Jackson proceeded to pick up the ball, took it the length of the floor, and lobbed it to Ja Morant for a light windmill slam. They're looking more and more like a real title contender, as they have won 24 of their last 31 games and are 12-3 and this month. Oh, and by the way, they were 12-4 in December as well. They have the third best record in the league behind only the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. The Grizzlies are doing this with an average age of 24 on the team, which is just outrageous. The Grizzlies play the Philadelphia 76ers tonight, where I will definitely be tuned in to see two of my favorite players in the league and Joel Embiid and John Morant. These are two MVP candidates right now going head-to-head. Will the Grizzlies have some type of answer for Joel Embiid, who has been on an absolute air lately. And with Ben Simmons out, who the hell is going to guard Jabba Rand? This should be a star-studded matchup in which I very much look forward to on this Monday night. Let's get into our weekend storylines where we begin with the Phoenix Suns winning their 10th in a row over the San Antonio Spurs on Sunday. This is the Suns' second 10-game win streak of the year. They are now 40-9 and a clear title favorite for this year's championship. CP3 had 20 points and nine. 90- team assist in their last game. The Suns head coach Monty Williams will coach in the All-Star game next month as well. I knew CP3 would help Devin Booker and this young Suns team, but I didn't know it would be back-to-back seasons atop the Western Conference. The Suns just continued to dominate the league, aren't even at 10 losses on the season yet. JaVale McGee has been absolutely huge for them and a big offseason pickup. The reason they lost last year's finals is because once DeAndre Ayton went out, out, they had no answer for Giannis Antetokounmpo. So this year, if they were to face that same Bucks team, I would take the Suns all day everyday. These next two storylines are not as exciting and high profile as the previous. The Los Angeles Lakers have now lost three in a row where LeBron James hasn't played in all three of those games. LeBron has had swelling in his left knee and actually had to fly back to Los Angeles before their game against Atlanta on Sunday. Head coach Frank Vogel told the media that he will not play LeBron as long as the swelling continues. As a NBA fan, I was very excited to finally see all three of these superstars On the court, meaning Russell Westbrook, Anthony Davis, and LeBron James. But I guess it's just not in the cards this year. As you guys know, I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm not a LeBron fan. I'm just a basketball fan. And the big three out in LA struggling like this and playing a game without LeBron or without Anthony Davis or without Westbrook is just, it's infuriating for me because we don't know what they are going into the playoffs. And if I had to pick right now, I don't think they're going to make it out of the first round again. They may not even make it out of the play in. We have yet to see about the Lakers. As you know, everybody's going to talk about them, including me. They're one of the most fascinating stories this year. They were once a title favorite, and now they're not even in the playoffs. They would have to play their way into the playoffs as of right now, and who knows if they could get, even get into the playoffs right now. There's no team chemistry there. Russell Westbrook did have 30 and one half on Friday, but you look around, and that roster is just shit. It's it's bad. It's a swing, swing to Kent Bazemore or Stanley Johnson. I mean, this was a team with Kyle Kuzma, Contavious Caldwell Pope, and other young stars on it until they did a a complete makeover of this roster after that Westbrook trade. The Lakers have really fell on their face this year, and I don't see anything changing. I thought they could maybe have a second half run of this season, but there's been no signs of even a pulse out in LA these past few games. So we will see how it all shakes out and. what ends up happening but as a Grizzlies fan I do not fear them at all in the playoffs I don't think anybody fears them in the playoffs right now LeBron James can have a 40 point triple double all he wants but if they're not winning it does not matter and it's all for nothing Another struggling team right now is the Brooklyn Nets as they continue to struggle without Kevin Durant. They've now lost four in a row as well and a fifth may be looming as they play the Phoenix Suns on TNT this Tuesday night. James Harden missed their last loss to the Golden State Warriors on Saturday. Uh, James Harden has been struggling with a hand injury. The hand injury comes on his right hand which is kind of strange for a left-handed player. So they did only have Kyrie Irving in that loss to the Golden State Warriors over the weekend and Kyrie has struggled to develop chemistry understandably so because he only plays away games. Nets have a similar story to the Lakers in my opinion, although the Nets have a much better record. Their roster around uh, their three superstars is not that good to me. Blake Griffin has fell off a cliff this year. They had to let go of Paul Millsaps and LaMarcus Aldridge has played well, but I mean, he's not anywhere near his prime. Uh, With the injuries they've had, chemistry is also a problem with the Nets as well. Hopefully Kevin Durant can come back and give this team a good push the playoffs. If I was picking from the East right now, they would not even be in my top two. I'd pick Milwaukee and Miami over both of them. Maybe even Philadelphia with the way Embiid's playing right now. At the beginning of the season, if you would've told me that Brooklyn would not even be a top two or three favorite going into the playoffs midway through the season, is that is shocking to me. Hopefully the Nets can turn around their season. I've always loved Kevin Durant and watching him play, but him being out the six to eight weeks is really concerning for me because he, in my opinion, is the best player in the world, but you cannot be the best player in the world sitting on the bench in street clothes. Even if you push away the vaccination status of Kyrie Irving and all that other stuff, before this, he had problems staying on the floor and creating chemistry with teammates. He left Cleveland because he wanted to be a number one point guard, and he got that opportunity in Boston. But he got hurt in the playoffs, and Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown proceeded to lead them to the Eastern Conference Finals. It had nothing to do with Kyrie Irving. They actually played worse with Kyrie on the floor that year. Kyrie then went to Brooklyn, and last year he played six games and then proceeded to sit out three weeks because he needed to get his mind off basketball quote-unquote Kyrie is a distraction to this team and I do not blame James Harden if he left in the offseason for a team like the Philadelphia 76ers or anywhere else that wanted him James Harden loafed in Houston to get out to have a chance to win the championship and they don't have a chance to win the championship they're not at the top of the league with the Golden States and Phoenixes and Milwaukee's and Miami's of the world they're just a super star team with a bunch of prima donnas on it. The reason I sound so depressed talking about the Brooklyn Nets and the Los Angeles Lakers is because what did everyone want at the beginning of this season they wanted the finals to be Brooklyn versus Los Angeles East versus West LeBron versus KD James Harden versus Russell Westbrook Anthony Davis versus Kyrie Irving they wanted the star of stars they wanted it to be a perfect year similar to the 2010 season where they wanted the Lakers in the heat with that Lakers team consisting of Kobe Bryant Steve Nash and Dwight Howard but in a way that season is so very similar to this Lakers season it's just been a massive disappointment where all three of those stars cannot play together on the floor and have developed zero chemistry throughout the year because of injuries or other reasons that's why I sound depressed because you know I'm not a Nets or Lakers fan it's because I wanted to see that NBA finals yes I love watching Phoenix I love watching Milwaukee too I'm gonna watch it no matter what I'm a basketball fan but at the same time it's just it could have been so sweet Nets Lakers is what I wanted and what a majority of NBA fans wanted and we are not going to get that and there's no chance in hell we get that this year. My final weekend storyline concerns the Rookie of the Year award. Cade Cunningham this Sunday against the Cleveland Cavaliers hit a step back dagger three over Rajon Rondo to give the Pistons a win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cade Cunningham is a player I've seen in person and looks like a future star of this league. He is averaging 16 points per game, five rebounds, and five assists. If you want to say that he's had a Rookie of the Year moment, last night was the best example of that. That step back three, cemented his stance as a real contender for the Rookie of the Year award. But standing in his way is Evan Mobley, who has led the Cavaliers to an unbelievable surprise season. Evan Mobley is averaging 15 points per game, 8 rebounds, and 2 assists. But his defense has caught a lot of people by surprise. Everybody knew he had great length, but his offensive game has been there as well. It is a toss-up right now between Evan Mobley and Cade Cunningham. NBA.com's rookie ladder does have Evan Mobley at number one and Cade at number two but I think it's a lot closer than people think even though Cade Cunningham's Pistons have had a horrible record all year he has given that fan base some sort of life after years of nothing up in Detroit this is a very close race and it's now down to a nightly basis that is a wrap for my Monday podcast Cooper will be here on Friday thank you to everyone who tuned in I hope you all have a fantastic week